0: Welcome to Too Young to Be This Old. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Ben. Here today with my co-host Andy. Hello. You don't forget that you can find us at Twitter uh, if you want to go ahead and give them that. Uh, what's that? That acronym we have on? Can never
1: remember. It is at T-Y-T-B-T-O.
0: Uh, I also that- just
1: also just throw in at just throwing Too Young to Be This Old on Twitter, and you will most likely find us.
0: And that is also the same name you will find us on Facebook, Too Young to Be This Old. And don't forget our website, podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com, where you can find our direct RSS feed.
1: Yes, and all the places to listen to us and all the social media links.
0: Exactly. Well, since last recording, I think me and Andy have both been doing about the same thing, and it all involved professional wrestling.
1: Kofi mania.
0: Everybody talking about Mania, and all I can think of is seeing John Cena come out, Circle 2003, oh, with yes. his word "Life Basic Thugonomics," <laughs> and just dropping bombs on Elias that made WrestleMania for me. But yes, I digress.
1: Yeah, that was that was about our our, our life it was uh, WrestleMania prep, and uh, then it, the execution it, yeah. of said WrestleMania party.
0: Yes, so. so WrestleMania Party, if you guys are not aware, basically what we did is we watched everything that happens WrestleMania weekend on Sunday. We started at 1.30, yeah, like 1.30-ish, 1 1 30 in the afternoon, and the last match finally ended at 12.45 in the morning, upon which time we were all mentally and physically exhausted and probably drunk.
1: Very much so. But yeah, and also a good point that uh, Ben brought up before we recorded, sometimes these things we did last week might sound out of date, so if you know when Wrestlemania was, you'll be like, they didn't just watch Wrestlemania, because we record about a week ahead. So just, just so you know, we're real responsible. So sometimes these things might not be exactly relevant, but they're relevant at the time of recording.
0: Yeah, so this segment will now be called At Time of Recording.
1: Uh, yeah, At uh, time of recording
0: <laughs> Alright, well moving on to what's brought us here to record tonight uh, We would like to kind of break down the Marvel Cinematic Universe Since we did recently do that for the DC Extended Universe We shall call this the MCU for the Uninitiated Avenger And for this topic I could think of no one other than my Marvel movie going buddy Chris Needy to come and join us tonight to talk about this How about you introduce yourself to our audience here, Chris?
2: How's it going, everybody? Tonight, I'm going to be joining Ben. I'm the nerd of the group, so I can help establish some of the uh, groundwork that they've laid out for the Marvel MCU through the comics and all of that other stuff. Uh, I'm the nerd of the group.
1: That's about (laughs) it. (laughs) And, uh, Ben, I know you say you guys go, what was the first Marvel movie you guys saw together? So how many movies have you been... Oh God, going to together.
0: Who? Uh, uh, okay, at this okay. point, I want to say our first one together might have been. When did we start working together at Specialty?
2: <laughs> oh God, uh, three and a half years ago, four years, yes, ago
0: almost. I mean, I was already there when you came in. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the first one that came out after you well, got there.
2: I-, I think it was shortly after we saw um, Force on un- or uh, the Force Awakens together. So it it was around that time frame. Because you're going to have to remind me on when that movie came out and my brain's Force
0: Awaken uh, was 2015, so every Marvel movie since 2015. Yeah. yeah. So that was December 2015, so 2016 to present, we have yeah. seen every Marvel movie.
1: Nice. All right. Which, I Yeah. Uh, curious about yeah. how far back we go on this uh, movie adventure.
0: Which you think of? Oh, that's only three years ago. But then you gotta remember <laughs>
1: how many
2: movies that is. <laughs> yeah. at, at least, at least two a year. At least, uh, yeah. sometimes three.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think the only one we didn't go see the night of was the first Ant Man.
2: Yeah, yeah, because Ant Man was one I was hesitant on.
0: Yeah, I think Ant Man's the only one we didn't go see the night
2: of. Yeah, that that one I was hesitant on because it, new character, new new, new to me at least. Yeah. And they were also going with the second-gen Ant-Man, not the first-gen.
0: Right. right. right.
1: We'll get deeper on that when we get to Ant-Man. Yeah. Correct.
0: <laughs> so the way we wanted to break this down for you guys, uh, since we don't want to go as in-depth with movie plot lines as we did with the DC Extended Universe, we're going to use Marvel's own way of of framing their universe by breaking it down into the phases that Marvel has introduced to kind of put all these movies together. So, to start with, we will start at the beginning. The The first movie that became part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, another one that was brought in a little later, they both came out in 2008, um, and the first one we'll talk about is Iron Man. Um, big things to take away from this movie, from the Cinematic Universe standpoint, is we get Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Um... Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts. And of course, um, I believe we see Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Isn't that at the end? Yeah,
1: that's the, that's the end credit.
0: That's the, But is that the end credit of Iron Man? Or is that it the is. end credit of Incredible
2: Hulk? No, no, of Iron Man. Okay. Yeah, Fury Man. shows up at the end if, of uh, Iron Man. If I have okay. seen
1: a Marvel movie, I will tell you, I have seen Iron Man <laughs> so many goddamn times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: so, I That's know. That's one worth seeing many many times. Yeah, yes. it was
1: just so one few interesting little little bits I want to say about Iron Man and and just some general movie movie stuff, right? This was kind of like Robert Downey Jr's like return to uh
0: Yeah, he rose like a phoenix. Line. Yeah, he yeah. rose like a phoenix from some ashes and Yeah, Iron he had Man. a pretty
1: pretty troubled Trouble time ahead of this so everybody was kind of like
2: what amazing no, robert yeah, downey it, jr yeah. <laughs> he yeah he came out of left field for a lot of people when he was accepted for the role yeah because yeah, nobody yeah. expected that kind of comeback
0: yeah and oh, no, it's no, also no, no. amazing how parallel tony stark's life journey is to robert downey jr's life story
2: <laughs> yeah just don't bring that up to him in interviews oh man uh, yeah i that he he was not a fan of that. At one point, he just walked off, and I can't really blame the guy. He's like, I'm here to promote the movie.
0: Yeah, I, to I, the movie. I would never say that to his face or in an interview. Oh, God, but no. I just think, I just think you can't find the only way you can find someone who can understand how somebody is, how somebody would go through those situations is to find somebody who's gone through this situation. Yeah, which and, is why he will always and forever be Tony Stark. I don't care well, what they say, what they do. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh, yeah. That, that's why the line later on in the series was, I am Iron Man. It was yeah. a direct <laughs> to, it. this was a direct to everybody in the audience, a nod to Disney saying, no, I know
1: I'm Iron Man. You're not going to be able to replace me. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah, exactly. And also, this coming out in 2008, I remember the other movie, the other superhero movie that was in the theater at the exact same time. And, the Incredible uh, that was... Hulk? No, the Dark Knight.
0: <laughs> Ooh. On the other oh, side, god, of the, was it right. Dark? The other that's side right. spectrum. Yeah, was it? It was the second one, right?
1: Yeah, it was Dark, Dark Knight. Yeah, Knight. okay. Yeah. And <laughs> oh god. So I remember one weekend I went to go see Dark Knight, and then I went to go see Iron Man, and then I went to go see Iron Man again. <laughs> I know I saw it twice. I know that I saw Iron Man and Dark Knight both in theaters twice. I think I went with friends and then I like had to go with my dad again because I was just like, you got to You got to watch this. Let's go. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, like, you gotta 2008 see. was
2: a good start to superhero movies. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Like the Dark Knight, while Batman Begins was great. Dark Knight really kicked it off. And then Iron Man. Whoa. That blew everybody's mind going,
1: this uh, is was... a superhero movie? Yeah, it was, it was all anybody wanted to talk about, right? Like, all of a sudden, everybody thought superhero well, movies were cool. It, at it's at because well, before that, you had well, the Fantastic thought, Four. Yeah.
0: Well, they thought oh, all gosh. superhero movies were cool. But then we had The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, also mm. in, in Yeah, in the same year,
1: you put out oh. one, of my, oh, yeah. one of my top Marvel movies, I'll say right away, is Iron Man. And
2: uh, then you put out The Incredible Hulk. Look, this movie, even Disney <laughs> wants people to forget. They uh, yeah. have never called back except for one actor from that movie. They did uh, not. William want Hurt, people... right? Yeah, yep. they. Yeah, I and that. and he's reprised his role, which is the only link to this movie. Yep,
1: and That's he didn't reprise it. his role until which movie was it?
2: Winter uh, Soldier or was it? No, uh, okay. It was Civil War. Civil War.
1: Civil War. Okay, I thought it was a Captain America. Okay, that, yeah. Civil it War is Civil War. when he reprises. So, I. I tried to watch this one and never actually made it all the way through. Ben, I know you saw this one. And Chris, you saw this one last night. I
2: I literally, because I knew I was coming on this podcast, I was like, you know what? It's literally the only movie in the Marvel franchise I haven't seen. So I need to at least punch my way through it. Uh, And I regret every minute of it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) it, it was,
2: (sighs) it, It wasn't a terrible film. But it, it was good. so lackluster, and I have to say, Edward Norton, I did not believe for a second was Bruce Banner. I, if you had told me this was a uh, alternate universe of Fight Club, I might have believed it. But there is no <laughs> way he passes well, as Bruce Banner.
1: What's funny though is that, like, from what I read, that the Hulk director actually originally wanted, uh, yeah, 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 and, and he was, and Marvel wanting... was like, no. This, yeah, is, this is Disney Bruce Banner's like, It's no, Edward Norton. Norton. Edward Norton
2: has the star power. He's the guy who's yeah. going to put butts in seats. No. No. Uh, that did not happen.
1: Uh, right. It... So a very quick high point in the Marvel Cinematic and then a very quick low point Incredible Hulk, right? Like in the same yeah. year.
2: Yep. Like I said, every, almost nobody remembers the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. It, it Nobody was like right to. on to the next movie. Everybody yeah. just jumped in on that one instead. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, but it's... we we did have to wait two years to get our next movie, yeah. which was Iron Man yes. 2. And of course, I will thank this movie forever. As much as most people do not like. Most Whiplash, people don't like
1: this movie, but I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say I Mickey, enjoy Mickey,
0: it. Mickey Rourke is Whiplash to me. While well, the idea of the character was kind of ridiculous, I loved Mickey Rourke in this movie. I thought he was hilarious. He needed to um, be in
2: this
3: movie.
0: Can we talk yeah. about Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow? And how it yeah. may be the greatest gift that has been given to the Marvel <laughs>
1: Cinematic Universe? It really, no. it really is.
0: And we didn't talk about this in Iron Man 1, how Cuba Gooding Jr. plays Yeah, uh, Did not there
1: was...
0: did not feel like he was going to get paid enough for Iron Man 2 well, so they're just like, whatever, recast, Don Cheadle as Road well, slash War Machine.
2: Here's a little bit of the background on that. Um, Disney said he was going to get paid. Here's a little bit of the background on that. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Cuba Gooding Jr.? I can't pronounce his name correctly. He got told by Disney he's going to be paid an eighth of his contract. Because he wasn't going to be getting oh. that much screen time originally. So he was like, uh, no tried to get robert downey to back him up he didn't so their fin- friendship fell through and that's when cuba was like nope i'm done bye and that's when they replaced him okay so it it was it, it was a lot of back and forth they made up again later but he, obviously they can't precast again that would just look really weird. I would love them <laughs> to do it. Just do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Well,
0: well, honestly, you know, I wouldn't want it done because after you see Don Cheadle um, in Iron Man 2 as he, Rhodes... Oh, he does, I, he really he, good. I think yeah. he,
1: he sells that
2: role a lot. Yeah, there. he brings right? a lot yes. of personality to it, which I really yeah. appreciated.
1: Yeah. Yes. yeah, no, I totally agree. So, so Iron Man 2, a lot of complaints, but I, I think we're all on the same page in the fact that we all enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I. I mean, I didn't even uh, go into this fresh, right? I and, watched this only recently, so I should yeah, probably. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry.
2: Uh, sorry. Uh, real quick, the kid who holds up the Iron Man arm with the Iron Man mask on has been I said it, that it's it was, Peter Parker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was later confirmed that it was oh, Peter shit. Parker. Yeah. So, That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: I will. I will but, preface all my. I don't.
2: I don't know if it's a retcon and somebody just pointed <laughs> to it and said, that makes sense, uh, or if no, it was it, legitimately planned from the beginning.
0: It, oh, so the producers had that in mind from the beginning, but since you can't say Peter Parker till they bought yeah. Sony?
2: They didn't
1: right. buy. No, they didn't buy them. Sony just gave them control they, of the... Oh, yeah. well, no,
0: no, uh, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, but didn't they just buy... No, uh, they bought Fox. <laughs> okay, Fox. So they have the X-Men now.
2: Yeah, Yeah. they have the X-Men, Sony has Spider-Man, and they're only loaning Spider-Man out to Disney, but it's made them so much money, they're probably going to keep doing it.
0: Yeah, because if there's one thing businesses like to do, it's called make money.
2: Yeah, pretty much. So,
0: after Iron Man 2, we have uh, 2011, we have Thor, which I feel like did a lot of good, but it is definitely not one of my top favorite
2: Marvel movies. It's the low, one of the lowest budget of the entire series, and it but, shows. Yeah, but we, we get Yeah, introduced... this
1: one felt weird when I was watching it. So note, I only just recently watched all of the Marvel Universe movies. Um, <laughs> that That's my weirdness with this whole thing, is that I watched Iron Man, and then I forgot about all these movies. I just did not pay attention to any of this again until Guardians of the Galaxy, and then I stopped paying oh, attention again off. until this year. Yep. So oh
0: And boy. then I made you. Because and then Ben was like, not... you,
1: you watch, we talk.
0: Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, so you have Chris Hemsworth brought in as Thor and Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Uh, one of my favorite castings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe here is Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Yes. Because see, that any was actor choice. as awesome as Hopkins come on to a movie about oh, superheroes yes. so is just, it's, it... I just love seeing stuff like that.
2: It lent a lot of credibility to the film. It really brought that level of expertise needed to get people to say, huh, maybe this is a good series. Yeah. Especially since Thor was kind of like the black sheep at the time.
0: Right. I think another funny thing in this movie that kind of gets overlooked is it's our first time seeing Jeremy Rayner as Hawkeye. Even though I think in this movie he is never addressed as Hawkeye,
2: I don't recall. But it, yeah, I can't say I I remember him. When I first saw him in his in his costume, I was like, "That's not Hawkeye." But later on in the uh, Uh, universe, he he owns that role. Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, like I said, Thor basically was a great origin to bring Thor into the Marvel cinematic universe they do a really good job of explaining why thor comes to earth the people he interacts with and if you ever go back and look at a timeline of this um uh, apparently according to Marvel's timeline the events of thor iron man 2 and the origin or the incredible hulk all happen in the same week
2: yeah cuz um well, at the end what? of incredible hulk at the end of Incredible Hulk, Tony Stark approaches uh, General Ross to uh, basically join Shield, or to allow him to put right. together a team for Shield. Um, but that that gets kind of retconned later because, every, like I said, everybody forgot about Incredible Hulk.
0: Yeah, but you but, but but you do have that was Robert Downey's first time as Iron Man was in that yeah. end credit scene. No,
2: because uh, he was Iron Man in Iron Man One, and then uh, yeah. I and feel kind of like
0: Hulk, Hulk came, out. came out before Iron no, Man. No, 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 Iron nope.
2: Man came out nope. first.
0: Okay, okay, so other way around. But yep. so yeah, you have you have the Hulk, Iron Man talking to the Hulk. So it might have been been the first Iron Man that they mention it. Um, but you also have there's a line. I want to say it's in Iron Man Two.
2: This is not my first rodeo.
0: Well, not that this is not my first radio. There's a, a line that Paulson mentions about something going on in New Mexico, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, talking yeah. about Thor.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it was at the end credit scene where he's talking to Fury, and he turns, and there's the hammer in a yeah. meteorite, dr- a meteor crash site.
0: Yeah. So you have all of that happening really close together, um, because I really feel like while they had an overarching plan, it was all getting really rushed because they were trying to plan long term and you're having to fit all this stuff into a relatively short time window. Actually, um,
2: Kevin Feige had this planned out for a long time, since before Iron Man 1.
0: I say, like I said, they've all had it all planned out, but I think once they filmed some of these things, I think some of it got... like There's no reason you needed to compress that timetable to a week, but they had to to make sure everything chronologically fit.
2: I think it was more to make sure that um, things were happening so close together for a reason, like things were building up in that universe, and then it just all came to a head at the same time. Okay, more I can than see that. more than oh, we don't have time to stretch it out.
0: Uh, but following Thor, same years Thor, we also have, which I think might be one of the best. Again, Marvel movies. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger.
2: I will Uh, fight you on that. (laughs) I think this one's really (laughs) polarizing. No, it's not polarizing. It's a good film. (laughs) I'm not denying that, but I am denying that it's the best.
0: How many other films have Tommy Lee Jones in it?
2: Oh, I don't care about Tommy Lee Jones so much. That's all I'm saying. (laughs)
0: That's all I'm saying. Tommy Lee Jones was in this film that immediately made it better than a lot of (laughs) other movies. Um <laughs> we get to see Chris Evans as Captain America. We also get uh man, what is the not the not really a love interest.
2: No, she was a love interest. But she what is
0: her name?
2: Peggy Carter is the Peggy uh, Carter character name. I do not That's remember.
0: all I needed was Peggy yeah. Carter. Peggy Carter's character <laughs> actually ends up getting her own television series out of this
2: this yeah, movie. Yeah, and it Very had short a run. short run. Yeah. But it established a lot of stuff for um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which yes. is another series.
0: That, that came out. But um...
2: she did really good in this film. Like, you believed her role, that everything she was doing was not only for the betterment of everybody in America against the war, but trying to get uh, Steve Rogers to come out as the hero he needed to be. Right. And
0: this is also a time when america's fighting real nazis yeah um, <laughs> it also introduces the uh, the character of bucky who is played by sebastian stan which when we first see this movie we
2: think he might be a big deal later on
0: but this movie doesn't really hint at it that much yeah, just they i do know a lot really of the comic fans of,
1: they do a good job of underplaying it right yeah, they yeah they definitely underplay it yeah. by the time it becomes important again i was like wait what Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And this is also the first film where we deal with the Tesseract. Yes. Which later becomes such a huge part of the Marvel Universe that we will talk about. um, Yeah. We will talk about as this goes on.
2: That's going to require a topic all in of itself. Yeah,
0: exactly. So we've gotten these, basically, these origin stories and these characters introduced through these first five movies. Which all led up to 2012 when we have the Avengers. So it's the first film we have where yep. all of the heroes are are teaming up. Um, as we mentioned before, we do get the recasting of Bruce Banner uh, into Mark Ruffalo, the which actor's
2: first choice?
0: I think Mark Ruffalo is it's completely believable as Bruce Banner, and I have completely yep. loved Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Um, yeah, the. The uh, the the premise they use to get the Avengers together is basically Loki does Loki things and steals the Tesseract <laughs> and brings an alien race uh, called the Chitauri down on Chitari New- Chitauri whatever.
2: Chita- I am the nerd. Listen Ch- to the nerd. Chitauri
0: um,
2: <laughs> Chitauri
0: down on New York City and. At first, this this group of heroes is not working together. And then, of course, you, you get the, the. They finally get on the same page when it's basically like, uh, we either do this or the world dies. Finally, they got on the, on the same, same page, page when
2: Coulson died. Uh, that's what got them in there.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. Spoiler warning. Um, <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Well, let's air quote that dies, because you got to remember, we have Agents yeah, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, later on.
2: That, that takes place post-Avengers. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, Nick Fury using the ultimate management skills there, how to motivate your group.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, especially since those cards weren't on him, but, you yeah. know.
0: And then also, we have a, a movie that is responsible for a huge spike in shawarma cells here.
1: <laughs> oh my yeah, god, I still remember it, when this was... Like, you know, first out, everybody wouldn't shut up. And I was like, yeah, that scene was unplanned.
2: They didn't have an original ending or an original end card ending for the movie. (laughs) And the reason you see Chris Evans leaning on his hand with is because he's got this gigantic beard growing. So they had to all mask up the fact that they were a little bit out of shape and a little bit rougher than when they filmed originally. Because they had to fly everybody in going, oh shoot, we don't have something for the end. Everybody's expecting it. Gotta do it.
0: They just couldn't CGI remove the mustache?
2: Oh god, no. No. See? Please see? no. I I am still <laughs> traumatized from that. Oh, uh, but but all DC in all,
1: won.
0: yeah. All in all, so phase one basically, like we said, we we get these origin stories, we get introduced to all these characters, then we get our team up movie in the Avengers, where they all work together to eventually repel the the alien invasion and put a stop to Loki's plans. Um, we also towards the end of this movie see see some of the public outcry of of seeing their homes destroyed by these, these heroes, so to speak. So a little bit of discourse getting brought up um, as well, which will play into a, a lot of later films yeah, as we get so, into those.
2: More so way towards the tail end of the middle phase that they've got going on.
0: And then we have Phase 2 come around, uh, really picks up 2013, so they're really pumping these movies out, like year two tops in between the films, and then a lot of years you're getting two to three films in a single year, Um, or close enough to it that it feels like you're getting that
2: many. they aimed for two a year.
0: Yeah. So we start this one off with, which I thought was my least favorite, was Iron Man 3.
2: You're mm. not wrong on a lot of respects. Many people did not like that film just because it was it was so out of the norm on quality. It felt like everything from the writing to the directing just felt lackluster.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. unmemorable. I mean, I just... I bear, I really don't
0: yeah. even... Go ahead. As I was gonna say, for me, I just remember it did okay at closing the solo Iron Man story and kind of leading more into us seeing Iron Man as the veteran support leadership mm-hmm. for the rest of the heroes. Um, So kind of closing out solo Iron Man was nice, but at the same time, it was just like, like everyone said... The writing was kind of lackluster. The red herring that was thrown into the movie to make you think one thing when all of a sudden it's not that thing at all was, to me, a little disappointing. More so than like, oh man, that's exciting. Um, Well,
2: here's what's really funny. (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow at the end of the movie, Pepper Potts, gets superpowers. She just tears right through Iron Man armor like it's nothing. And then... In a throwaway line... <laughs> in a throwaway line, she gets rid of it. They had to dub in his uh, Robert Downey's voice to say, I paid a lot of money to get her fixed. Woo! Great job. They, yeah. they had no plans to get her back into the stage for a while. So they had to get rid of her superpowers, otherwise people would be like, wait, what? where is she?
0: Yeah, so that was... That was disappointing, and we followed the disappointment of Iron Man 3. As you notice, we're just going to keep blazing through these with Thor Dark World. Uh, that sound about describes this movie.
1: Oh. Uh, okay, this one, and, and remember, I've been recently trying to. Burn I apologize these, like, in advance. Possible, yeah. Okay, this one took me it, a lot of tries. I, I legitimately just kept falling asleep. Where like Iron
2: Man couldn't... 3 was the most lackluster, this one was simultaneously the most boring and most offensive Marvel Cinematic Universe, just in how bad it was. It took a lot out of me to try and watch this movie. There's only one really memorable scene and it's where Loki just sits in his cell depressed that uh, somebody he cared about died. It's the only scene that most people remember.
0: Yeah, you're talking about uh, his mother, correct?
2: Yeah, when his mother dies, he you first see his cell as pristine, he's walking around, being all cocky and confident, but then when Thor challenges him and says, you didn't even love her. And then he wipes away the illusion that he had, and you see his cell is just destroyed. He is disheveled and angry. He does not know how to feel about losing his mother. That is the only scene anybody remembers, and it's because he brings such a powerful role to that that moment. It was
0: a turning point for the Loki character, I think, for the fan base and for the cinematic universe.
2: It brought about a um, lot of the uh, the uh, the fan girls for that one.
0: Yeah, one thing Dark World does introduce that is of note is a, a power called the Aether, which will later be a huge part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, um, go into that a little bit later. Um, back on the upswing though, the next year in 2014, we have Captain America: Winter Soldier. Okay. Which Oh yep. my god. Cap- <laughs> let's just say this. Captain America solo films might be the probably the cream of the crop
2: I, when it um, comes. To... I have a lot to say on this one, and I don't know how much you want to let me rant on.
0: Well, but... let's hear what you got to say and I'll
1: stop you if it gets too long. Okay. Yeah, we haven't we haven't gone off too Did, too long, so I think this is the this first movie that some real movie, I actually literally just
2: about. finished watching before we started recording. Like 10 minutes before we started because I wanted another excuse to watch this movie again. This is arguably the best of the MCU because it takes its subject matter seriously. It does not try and talk down to its audience at any point. There are, there are times when they let the serious moment go. Whereas the usual Marvel formula is a serious moment, then a three or a four count before somebody cracks a quip or a joke. This one is a spy movie first. It has everything an espionage film needs. And the banter between Black Widow and uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America, it really shows their dynamic. Right from the beginning, you have her on her mission, him on his to rescue these hostages. And then when he finds out that she's there for Data... He's like, the mission was to get the hostages safe. And she's like, that's not my mission. My mission is to get the data we need. And it right at the outset, that shows you that they're both fighting for similar things from different perspectives. She's going for the big picture. I want to get the most bang for my buck. He's like, I want to help everybody I come across. So, and that plays a lot into later in the film. It, it's just beautiful how they handle it, and it really gave Black Widow a hell of a lot more character when she's talking with Captain America, who is this Boy Scout while she's been this spy all of her life. It, it's Which just... will be
0: great whenever we finally get that uh, solo Black Widow film uh, that we have needed forever. The
2: Black Widow movie? Yeah, yeah. that may not end up happening. I was hopeful that they would slip it in before the end of phase four, but it doesn't look like that's happening.
0: Yeah. It'll probably need to be later anyway. Um, we also, this is yeah. also Anthony Mackie's first appearance as Falcon mm-hmm. in, in this movie. So, uh, Captain America kind of getting his own, his own sidekick, which I oh, know. No,
2: was... no, he, he becomes his own character,
0: but he does. He... But I'm I just in this movie, he was definitely yeah, cap's sidekick.
2: Definitely. Definitely a sidekick.
0: But... And the whole premise <laughs> of this movie was in the name there, uh, Winter Soldier. You discover that uh, old Captain's friend, Bucky, that we assume died in the first Avenger, has actually been brainwashed by the Russians. and nope. Or no, by the Germans, sorry. Hydra. Yeah, the Germans. Um, <laughs> and uh, is a super soldier just like Cap. Uh, but he's been brainwashed and does whatever he is told to do.
2: He's also been given a shiny new arm.
0: He has been given a shiny new arm. Um, but yeah, like you said, this this movie is definitely one of the more serious. Everything everything at stake in this, the stakes feel very real. It and doesn't uns- feel... it. Even though you're dealing with superheroes and as dumb as this sounds, none of this movie feels... Like it is a full blown superhero. Movie.
3: No,
2: and there's a scene where they're where um, Black Widow and Captain America are in the mall, and they're about to be pinched in by uh, Hydra agents, and he's about ready to brawl with them out in the open in front of all these people where they could get hurt, and she just she lays down the spy rules for him. Yeah. At one point, they're on an escalator, and she's like, "Kiss me." It's like, "Yeah." What? And she pulls him into a kiss and she's like, yeah, see, didn't have to fight him at all. I was like, okay, that, that, and (laughs) it, it just shows how interesting of a dynamic they are because one's like always trying to do the right thing, but doesn't understand that there are other ways to get out of a situation than fighting.
0: No, fight first, ask questions later. Yeah, pretty much. Cap's Creed, baby. Cap's Creed.
2: That and you see (laughs) a lot of really good use of his shield in that movie, too. Yes, you do. They really flare that up because at first, it's really hard to buy a shield as a weapon. You know, we also
0: completely forgot to talk about in the first Avenger how Captain America gets frozen for like 60 years. Forgot to mention that Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing that happened to him for yeah. years. That's why he is relevant in the modern day Sorry about that, guys It just hit me that we forgot about that <laughs> I'm sorry. But also, I'm assuming <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast You probably have a decent knowledge of the MCU and if you At least a cursory Yeah, if you don't use this as your cursory And please go watch these films that we mentioned to you
2: Especially this one uh,
0: If it says Captain America in the title, watch it
2: Pretty much Pretty much.
0: Um so from as serious as Captain America was, <laughs> Andy, I'll let you uh since this is the one that sparked mm. your interest, I'll let you bring this one about.
1: Yeah, this we jump back into another ensemble, right? Um Marvel movie with Guardians of the Galaxy is it is it really an ensemble? When well? No, it's not. The group is the focus. I mean, you don't know um, any of them, but it is a. It what do you say? Don't know them? Are you talking about
0: the characters or the actors that play the characters?
1: No, okay, no, 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 no not so. the actors that play the characters. I'm talking about just the, yeah, just the group, right? You have yeah. another grouping of a bunch of people yeah. that you know are. You know, to to yeah. the movie You have Andy Brand Dwyer movie. as Starlord. right? Because I mean, Chris Pratt. <laughs> yes, this is a, this is right when Chris Pratt decides to. Uh, yeah, uh, I just to stopped th- drinking beer out of nowhere. yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, which leads to one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. lines of Parks and Rec. How much beer were you so... <laughs> A lot. So
0: that was what season yeah. three going into season four. <laughs> So if you follow Chris Pratt's so, career, yeah. he's been the the lovable goofball who's a little on the, the chunky side, and not I, that's I because say what side. he
2: that's what he is.
0: That that is what he is. But you see him all of <laughs> a sudden if you watch production and Rick, season three into season three, going into season four, he is in Star Lord shape. He gets and ripped. He gets shredded. Yeah, and uh, he does. They're, they're, and then. <laughs> Uh, I just—I had to. Just, wait, ahead. we're just saying the line. He's talking to a character Ben Wyatt, and they're going like, "Oh, so what did you do for your diet? Just stop drinking beer. <laughs> wow, you must have been drinking a lot. Yeah, I was. And then that's just like the end of it. That's how they explain this man getting in shape. Yeah, and then they are
2: just
1: yep, move it along, yeah. move exactly along. Lines, it along. A lot of his lines.
2: A lot of his lines in Parks and Rec
1: yeah. are completely
2: ad-libbed. They yep. just tell him to go with it.
0: Yep. Yeah. So also, as you're watching the MCU, yeah. make sure so you then, go and flip over he, to Parks and yeah. Rec. And just remember, once you're watching Parks and Rec, that he is guarding our galaxy.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And even in Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, sure. he's still guarding our galaxy. Yep.
0: <laughs> and... uh, we also have uh, somebody that I was intimately familiar with about his casting. We have Dave Batista, who, if you follow wrestling, as you know me and Andy do, Batista in the WWE uh, was cast as Drax the Destroyer, and I really enjoy Drax's character because he
2: owned that role. Yeah, he Dra-
0: yeah, Drax. Yeah, Drax is a I character. That when role. you watch this movie, you'll understand a little bit more.
2: He is a he race of under- people that yeah.
0: doesn't understand sarcasm. Sarcasm, metaphor. Yeah, sarcasm, metaphor. <laughs> he doesn't get it. He is very literal and deliberate in everything he does. it, so, everything,
2: it goes over his head. It's Nothing just, goes over my head. I will, ch- I will jump and catch it. <laughs>
0: exactly. But those are literally things he says. So, um... I don't know why Vin Diesel was cast as the voice of Groot when the
2: only thing he says uh, is Groot.
1: Oh, I think it's hilarious. I, I, All he does I is say I think he Groot, actually really wanted just... that
2: role. One, because it's an MCU film. Two, yeah, he, Vin Diesel is actually a nerd. He is a D&D playing yeah. nerd. Oh, he's a
1: huge fucking nerd. Yeah. And... One day we will do, we'll do oh, a God. Diesel cast, Ben, because I have deep, deep <laughs> feelings about uh, Vin Diesel's cinematic universe. Because are are they, are they bromance level of of uh, Vin Diesel? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just just eat it up. And then um, you got Bradley Cooper. Uh,
0: <laughs> so funny thing, <laughs> which
1: I didn't expect yeah, so to be so good.
0: This, Bradley Cooper is the voice of Rocket Raccoon. But James Gunn's brother is the yeah. one wearing the suit, acting out I mean, all of Rocket scenes.
2: Which is hilarious. Yeah, you oh, actually, when you watch the ho- so behind-the-scenes stuff, you actually see him being the one crawling around and everything. It's hilarious. And, and, what, and what's and, really wow, funny... Nice. Uh, go ahead, Ben.
0: I was going to say, I was just going to try to keep us moving along to get the characters introduced. Oh. Um,
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's listen to these characters. Uh, We have Zoe uh,
0: Saladinada introduced as Gamora, uh, who is an assassin, who is also a rogue daughter Mm -hmm. of Thanos, Mm -hmm. who has, till this point, had uncredited cameos in in in-game sequence or in-movie sequences, but we do know that he is played by Josh Brolin at this point. Yeah. Um,. So right. those round out the the um, the the
2: the rogues the, gather, the, the, yeah, the gallery stuff, of uh, Guardians
0: of the Galaxy. You have Star yeah. Wars, Drax, the Living yes. Tree, Groot, uh, the the genetically enhanced <laughs> raccoon in Rocket. I also think they only refer to him as Rocket. I don't think he's ever referred to as Rocket. Raccoon. Yeah, he's
2: only ever referred to as Rocket.
1: Yeah, they never okay. actually say Rocket. So
0: there's raccoon. your rogues gallery of heroes. I'm um, also introduced is Michael fucking Rooker as Yondu, who does, oh, Michael Rooker's an amazing actor. I, I, again, there's so many actors in the MCU that I have seen them in other roles.
1: Um, oh, I know there's, there's always every once in a while, especially when I was watching this all, I'd pause and be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Walking <laughs> dead was my
2: introduction to him. And he, I thought he did really good in that. Uh, uh days ah, of nice. thunder. I still have not seen that. I will have to watch it.
0: Everybody well, I mean, if I'm a big NASCAR nut, so I love the movie. I've actually been to the barn the movie was filmed at. Um when you watch it, he plays the the antagonist to Tom Cruise for the first half of the movie. And I love it. You just need Mm. to watch it. You need to find it you need to find it on laserdisc, baby. Uh nineteen ninety three. Came out. Yeah, it, it came out. The laser oh, so it came out yes. the same year as
1: Tombstone.
0: No, no, Days oh, of Thunder was 1990. I'm sorry, that was way. the year after I was born.
1: Yeah, to- I saw him. Yeah, I saw him in Tombstone. That's that's like the first place I can remember okay. seeing him, was in Tombstone. And, and then I know I just, like, he's been in so much stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's one but that 1990, that means recognize. it's probably on
0: Laserdisc somewhere.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> and then uh, the, I think the last character of import in this movie was Karen Gillan as Nebula. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, Chris.
2: Yeah, you still got um, the main antagonist of the
0: battle. Oh, Lee Pace as Rowan the Accuser. Yeah. But, uh... Yes. <laughs> he <laughs> hammed he,
2: that role up, and he, he did it beautifully. He, But, uh,
0: yeah, I guess I just don't think of him as big to the MCU... Because he, he's until, not big to the MCU. Yeah. I was about to say, until this year, this was his only film. Yeah. And, but, he,
2: look. His he shit gets handled the role by the end up. of this movie. Yeah, it, it all gets rounded out. It If it had been its own movie, everybody would have been happy. It didn't even need to be connected to the MCU as the larger universe. But it was, and it just helped it out a lot yeah. more, too. Oh, yeah.
1: Because this one... Oh, definitely. I think it brought um, people in. No, 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 then, you're right. It brought people in, but I think the,
0: the other big item of import is which stone is, is shown in this one? Is it the Power Stone? Power Stone. No. Okay.
2: Is it... Yeah. No, or Is not the Soul stone. stone, I believe. It's a, the it's a Power Stone, no, no, yeah. No, it's the it's it's Power Stone. Okay. It's the um, Power Stone. But yeah, yeah. this movie is also when Disney was acquiring LucasArts. This was their attempt to say, see, we can do a Star Wars-style film. <sighs> but can you? <clears throat> I'm gonna stay away from that one. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother.
0: That's a whole Star Wars day. cast.
2: Star Wars yeah, cast. Star Wars that, cast. Um, I different. have many words on that.
0: But yeah. so for following, now, <laughs> following Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, we get Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, two big characters introduced in this movie that become important to the MCU are Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. Which also really surprised Elizabeth Olsen is as good an actor as she is.
2: I was really surprised when they announced her.
0: Yeah. She's and fantastic. she's also in the new God, not the newest Godzilla, but the Godzilla reboot that came out. In yeah. 26. 26- the Godzilla that yes. we went and saw in the she's theater. She's in too. that. She's in that starring <laughs> across from Aaron Johnson, who was also her brother Quicksilver in this movie. Is her husband in Godzilla.
2: Yes. Real quick, have either of you seen the interview where she uh, explains the hand gestures for Scarlet Witch? Hell no. Okay. It, they are actually a series <laughs> of rhythmic <laughs> movements she does with her fingers to make it look more twitchy. So uh-huh. that they don't have to edit that. Okay. I just thought it's it's one of those really interesting cool. details where she could just kind of float her fingers, but she actually went for lessons on how to manipulate each right. individual finger independently, whereas most people, you you kind of bend one finger as you bend another. She's now able to do that completely independent.
0: So she went to a finger dancing.
2: Pretty much. And learned how to do and, these things. Yeah, and it's a lot of stress on the hands, actually. Yeah a really big risk of carpal tunnel
0: well there's a lot of things you can do that can give you carpal tunnel. well yes many things um you also have paul bettany introduced as vision which if you've been listening to jarvis throughout the marvel franchise that is paul bettany's voice who they then turn into vision in this movie he
2: he was promised a long-term role when he started as jarvis
0: yep So, I thought The Age of Ultron was a really good film from the standpoint of as bad as Iron Man 3 was, in a lot of our opinions. This movie kind of showed that even though Tony Stark felt like he was over his past, your past can always come back to haunt you.
2: Yeah. And
0: and that's exactly... This was
2: also the movie where they had to start paying Robert Downey a hell of a lot more.
0: Yeah. But they also... Yeah, but they also were already (laughs) eating hella weed at this point.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, I Um, mean, it wasn't going to hurt them. It was because the Screen Actors Guild. They actually say three movies as that character and maybe one ensemble. After that, you're not supposed to take the role again because they don't want you to get typecast. So, to counterbalance that, they had to charge Disney buku bucks more. And that will play later on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. Um,
1: Interesting, but yeah,
0: Age of Ultron, like I said, we, it brings in Scarlet Witch and Paul Bettany as Vision. Vision is also has the Mind Stone imbued in him, so he is basically an artificially made intelligence that now has a human form and massive amounts of superpowers. He is also powered by Thor's hammer, making him able to wield Mjolnir as well, which
2: I thought was. Well, was it because he was powered by Thor's hammer or because he was worthy to lift Thor's hammer? Why not both? Uh, maybe, but... <laughs> uh, that, and there's an interesting scene... <laughs> I was doing you that well, in my there's head an interesting, <laughs> There's an interesting scene in Age of Ultron where they are in a post-party kind of laid-back mood where they're all starting to lift the hammer or try to. And it comes to, uh, yeah, it comes to Captain America and he (laughs) starts to lift it and the table starts to shake. You see Thor looking like he's about ready to shit himself going, oh, my God, am I about to lose my hammer? (laughs) And then uh, Chris Evans just, nope, I can't lift it. And then everybody got really mad at Joss Whedon saying, is he not worthy? And Joss Whedon's response was, is he not worthy or did he stop? That that floored a lot of people.
0: Interesting, interesting. <clears throat> we follow up Age of Ultron to wrap out the year of uh, 2015, and also to bring the the kind of the end to phase two. Which normally you have an Avengers movie that brings the end to the um.
2: Yeah, this, this but... was more of a sidebar. The phases, but yeah, but more of not this time. Side thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this was more of a side thing, but it did come out after Age of Ultron. We have Mm -hmm. Ant-Man and the unaging Paul Rudd as... Seriously. He looks the same in Ant-Man as he did in
1: Clueless. Him and Keanu Reeves. Just like... I was about to say, Keanu Reeves and him are just vampires.
0: And Samuel L. Jackson, who can look whatever age you tell him to look like.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Whatever yeah,
2: that's he because he just goes. Us. I want to be this okay age today. With it. Yeah, and stares <laughs> at himself in the mirror until it happens. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I remember when this one came out, there was just a lot. Yeah, of- there was a lot why? of
2: why.
0: Um,
1: why I was why 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 are I you am doing a, why uh, are you
2: doing I am definitely a and
1: well no you're an Ant Man
2: no uh, that's what I'm feeling I am the Marvel guy right <laughs> but Ant Man I was I'm like. Right. Not really sold on it. When I,
1: no, that's so why I'm like even even the Marvel Marvel hardcore like loyalists. Yeah, list espe- were like,
2: but I am glad why? that they didn't go with first gen uh, Ant Man. And there's a lot of reasons why people were very don't go with original Hank Pym because yeah. there's a lot of dark stuff in there. Uh, yeah, but the later Ant Man. Um, is a little bit more family-friendly, which is probably why they went with it. Right. But the way the movie portrayed the action
1: really sold me. I I thought they did masterful on that. I loved this movie. This was one... This was one I was I was almost kinda of yeah, dreading me too. getting into. I was like I, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen and then and then I watched it and this will come it, up again in the phases. It, so there's another movie I was dreading getting to. And this is like one of my it, favorites. It's, it it it's, also it's high up there. Deviated on my list. From I really the standard uh,
2: superhero formula. It was a thief movie. It was a heist film. And it did it so yeah. wonderfully. Yes. I mean, it it had some really corny premises. Yeah.
0: Like you do they, have you do have Hank Pym in this movie, portrayed by Michael Douglas, who acts yeah. as the mentor yes. to Paul Rudd. And you also have his daughter, uh, who is played by uh, Am...
1: Yeah. The- you, Hold on. You know Evangeline I
0: that Thank you for saving me. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. I, I know her name properly because <laughs> she was in that fantastic show, Lost.
0: Hope Van Dyne, uh, who is Hank's <laughs> daughter. So one thing I really liked about this movie when you're watching it there's the weird dynamic between Hank um Scott and Hope. Scott um Scott is Ant-Man's name in the movie. Yeah. And it's not Scott Paul Lang. Scott, thank you. Um how Hank yeah how <laughs> Hank, what? Hank is grooming <laughs> Scott Lang to be Ant-Man even though his daughter Hope is such a better choice. And everybody was like, oh, it's because he <laughs> oh, he, yeah. he believes only men can do these things.
2: Yeah, they, they Wrong. went through that. Wrong. And then yeah. he's like, no, I don't <laughs> want you to die. Exactly.
0: So basically, I think in, I think in the second one, we get more in-depth on he's afraid... Yeah, way yeah. more in-depth on way why more, he's that yeah. way, that he doesn't want to lose his daughter. That's why he is completely willing to let this yeah. thief, Scott Lang, do his thing. Um, but yeah, we have Ant-Man... Like I said, it's a heist film more so than a superhero Ed. film. We also get to see some awesome Falcon action in this one.
2: <laughs> Don't tell Cap. <laughs> we get some oh, awesome right, Falcon
0: did. action, and <laughs> we actually have Ant Man. Yes. Basically, the biggest reason he can be vouched for uh, is, in a later uh, Marvel movie is because yeah. Ant Man, Ant Man, or Falcon sees him in action, and he basically breaks into Avengers headquarters, steals something, and gets out. Yeah. So that was a that was a big thing yeah. there.
2: I do have to mention the one bad guy yeah. plot hole here. It's not really a plot hole, it's more of a why <laughs> didn't you go with this route? They have a gun in that movie that shrinks their enemies down to like this little plasma dot that you could scoop up with a with a paper towel. Why wasn't he selling that? Instead, he had to go and sell a suit that shrinks people. Sell the gun that shrinks your enemies into nothing and you can just wipe them up and they're gone. Disappeared. Nobody's going to find a body. Why, why not sell that?
0: Because then everyone can use it, but if you sell them yeah. a suit, they're going to pay you more money.
2: Yeah, uh, like I said, I just thought it was a really weird thing because that's something to sell. You're Especially thinking too you're hard about to... it. I know. I know. But it was just one of the minor gripes I had about that film. The whole thing overall was a really well done heist film.
0: Yes, moving into, I guess you would call this the now, uh, because this is the current phase we are on, uh, in phase three here. We open with Captain America Civil War, uh, which really could probably be called like Avengers 2.5.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kept being like, is this this a... this is an event. Yeah, this is an well, adventure movie. This is The directors said America that movie. they
2: want. They meant it more to be a Captain America film because it focuses more on the relationship between uh, Cap and Bucky. So they wanted hey, to get Cap more and, into And that. Tony as well. Yeah. Um, the whew, the the movie it was. I think it was the weakest of the Captain America films, but that's a pretty high bar. So it's not saying that it's a bad film by any stretch, especially since it introduces us to uh, one really cool character, as far as I'm concerned. Ben, you want to introduce that character?
0: So yeah, we get introduced to Chad Boswick in this film as Black Panther, uh, which was an interesting character because I don't think he was on a lot of people's radar. As a character to be introduced. No, not at all. Uh,
2: um, it was hinted at in uh, Ultron. Age of Ultron.
0: They do mention you, Wakanda in Ultron because of You had claws. to be
1: very sharp. They do. I remember that when yep. watching it. Yeah, it I remember was like that. like a
0: two-second Ulysses You listen to Claw. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we we do get introduced to Black Panther... Um, And then you also have Tom Holland, who is introduced as the MCU's version of Spider-Man, which I know this caused some confusion with people since we had just got done (laughs) watching the cinematic masterpiece that was The Amazing Spider-Man. That is sarcasm all the way across the board for anyone who didn't pick up on that.
1: Um, (laughs) Deep sarcasm. Yeah. Oh, God. Such a but I really enjoyed this, uh,
0: the Civil War story arc. Um, I, yeah, I know I mentioned earlier, not going into the comics, but it was a great arc. And I think this was a great way for them mm-hmm. to present it with what they had available to them. Since uh, you know, at this point, they don't have the rights to the X-Men, so they can't even say the word mutant. No. Um, they they actually so didn't know that they were <laughs> going to get to use Spider-Man until like, midway through this film. Initially, oh. the parts for Black Panther were initially supposed to be Spider-Man. But when they couldn't get those rights, oh. they converted it all to Black Panther. By yeah. the time they got the rights to Spider-Man, they'd already done all the Black Panther stuff. So they wrote the Spider-Man part in as we saw it in this film.
2: And that's why um, he's in there so little. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's a freaking blip but in the pan. they had and... been... They have been fighting to get the Spider-Man role since uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Uh, There's a throwaway line, it's very, very brief, where uh, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, is listening to a Sony Walkman, and... His dad, or uh, his grandfather walks up to him and says, Peter, take off those silly things, and throws the Sony Walkman over to the side. It it was them (laughs) trying to say, give us Spidey! They had been fighting for it for that long.
1: Right. That's, yeah, that's pretty insane. I mean, I can't blame them for fighting, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about, you know, what they did there. But I, I like this this link that got thrown in here. And there. Yeah. Um, in the outline, guys, where we talked about this budget friction uh, where... This is what I was talking <laughs> the... about
2: with the whole Robert Downey thing. He was getting paid exponentially right. more each movie he appeared in. And the studio heads at right. the time were the Marvel comic division. And... They wanted to get rid of Downey outright. They just wanted him gone. But Feige is like, no, I need him for this role. I need him. And then Scarlett Johansson and um, Chris Evans went to Disney's Bob Iger and said, we cannot work with them on this film because they aren't letting us have the vision that we need. So that's when you see the split in Marvel Comics and Marvel Movies. And it was because of this movie, Civil War, that a civil
1: war broke out in Disney. <laughs> internal, <laughs> so it's a yeah, double internal corporate civil on war that. broke out. Right, that's pretty hilarious. I mean, I like we said, this movie was, and I mean, even in the article they mentioned it was uh, nicknamed yeah. "Avengers 2.5" yeah. because it literally had everybody. There was so much hype around this movie. When I finally watched it, it, it to me, let down the hype a little bit. It. it it didn't live up to all that. It was yeah. kind of a, a letdown for me as far as all the other movies. Because um, I kind of spent... I spent I, various parts of the movie being annoyed with Captain America and then various parts of the movie being annoyed with yeah, uh, with Iron Man. Neither of their so positions I, I had were a, really strong in this movie, movie. I felt. And no, they weren't. I was just like, oh, I kind of see what uh, what Cappy's saying. And I'm like, no, wait, fuck that you, Captain America. They bring General like,
2: Ross back in from the Hulk... The one scene, he's presenting all of these scenarios. This is where William Hurt returns. He's like, you see what people see? He's showing them screenshots of the latest movies and all of that. And I would have been like, yeah, I see where the the council wanted to nuke New York. I see another place where nobody was doing anything to help us. I see another one where S.H.I.E.L.D. was completely outright... uh, taken hostage by Hydra, and Mister Captain America here took over and basically ended their potential reign of death from their helicarriers, what do you want us to do? We're good because we're not under your restriction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, like I said, a lot of it, a lot of it to me... They, they. I think they tried to they do a bit the ball bit too much here, but you know, Ben, you might have a little bit of different feelings on this one. Uh,
0: I mean, yes and no. There was one other character in this film that I kind of forgot about. Uh, he was in Winter Soldier. Um, Brock Rumlow was his character name in the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, he assists he Captain to, to free the hostage that you were talking about. Yeah. Um. Earlier. Uh, he is injured during that, and because of that, he comes back in Civil War as the supervillain Crossbones, which for opens two up... two minutes! Yeah, for two minutes. Also, Two minutes! Also, <laughs> I completely forgot, yep. this is something I, I'm angry at myself for forgetting in Captain America, the Winter Soldier.
2: Uh, uh, Robert Redford?
0: No, George St. Pierre... Is Balrog the Leaper in that movie? The fight scene that Captain America has at the beginning oh, oh, is yeah. George St. Pierre. So, for any of you MMA fans, there you go. Sorry, I forgot about him. Um,
1: yeah, no, I remember <laughs> you told me that when I was. Uh, yeah,
0: but I was on- uh, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I just, it was, it was to me, it's, it's a setup movie. This whole it, movie was a setup unfortunately, movie.
2: Unfortunately, yeah. It was
0: a
1: setup movie, and it was like a Bud Light version, and, of and it
2: was Avengers also a Bud Light version like. of of a Civil War. It, <laughs> I was like, "What? Yeah. This yeah. is just a I mean, feud. This isn't a yeah, war."
0: You you have the feud between the basically the you have Captain America and Iron Man as the the two parents arguing over what the children should do, and the children trying to Pretty pick much. sides in the argument. When like both sides have their merit. And I think that's one of the things that this movie did well on is that you there's not a wrong answer in this film over who who you should pull for because I disagree in, it, on
2: that
1: in
0: the case of <laughs>
1: No, I, I I almost agree only because I didn't think that either of them had like a strong enough argument yeah. for me to be pulled over. Well, well that well that's what I mean. Like side, Iron Man so.
0: is wanting the heroes to take responsibilities for their actions, which makes sense. But Captain is on the front of if we reveal all this information, it can be used against us, so there's too many uh, there's too many ways that people could use this information to harm us.
2: Well that and he just it, he just liberated Shield from Hydra.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, he understands that this information that they're wanting them to sign towards, he is afraid of them being used as a weapon because of the things he saw happen with S.H.I.E.L.D. slash Hydra and everything. So you can see both sides of the coin here. But the fact that at the end, we have a certain Nokia cell phone delivered to a Tony Stank... Um, <laughs> Tony
2: Stank? Is, yes, yeah. Tony Stank, right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> basically Captain America. basically Captain American Iron Man agreeing to disagree and Captain basically being like if you need me here's my number you know what yeah. I mean kind of and, thing so and so that does while, come
2: into play right, later
0: it does but while it doesn't quite close on everyone being on the same terms I feel like it closes well enough where you definitely see the fracture in the group yeah but you can also see that these people will help when needed kind of thing
2: Yeah, even Uh, though we disagree, we still fight for the same end.
1: Yes. Right. You get the sense that they're kind of all about to kind of go off, you know, um, and and kind of be away from each other for a bit. We need a break. This this movie, like we said
2: earlier, it's a setup film. They needed pieces to be in a certain spot for the next setup.
1: So, it. Yeah, and when you have a. Yeah. cinematic universe. That yeah, so the chess pieces have to be in Twenty plus movies. Yep. You need those movies. Yeah, they're yeah. they're kind of required. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to yeah, sit it, too long in Civil the War. We got some feelings about Civil War, but we um, need to yeah, 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 yeah we got some feelings there but i want to i want to keep it going and we can we yeah. can rehash any any uh definitely particularly strong feelings as we kind of go on but the next one i think was another one where i saw reactions of why um, and confusion as far as like casting and this movie in general which was 2016's doctor strange i was strange.
0: surprised as hell at this movie
1: as was i yeah uh, it, for a lot
0: of reasons number one introducing doctor strange as a character was another to me, it felt very much like um, Ant-Man. Why do we need Doctor Strange? What mm-hmm. purpose does he serve?
1: Right. Well, that what is and, he going to bring to this? Everybody that, that's was kinda wondering, and
2: myself included, because the movies up until this point, you're kind of going, are they going to go a techno angle with this? Like extreme kind of cyberpunk that looks like magic, or are they going to just drop the ball and... Do something really weird with Doctor Strange, or are they going to actually have magic? Because this universe hasn't had magic; it's all been techno woo, basically. Right.
1: Yeah, but this this one to me feels like the the most different from a lot of it, the because it is films. Um, it, it is very different. So I mean, you, you know, you start off with Stephen Strange, and he's he's kind of a uh, dick, uh, very much a so, um, um, dick. And if anybody's seen
2: the show House, it's very much like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good, I, that's a really good way of putting it. He is, he is like a Dr. House. Yeah, like, turned oh to yeah, 11, he though, just like, ramps just a, it up. He's way more of just a total dick for like, less reason yeah. than like, Dr. House. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> he, you know, not to, to yeah. hash out too much, right, but he gets injured and then he kind of goes on well, this
2: he's whole a surgeon quest. who has his hands mangled like they are destroyed right. and the yeah. irony is he's like yeah there is a surgeon who could have done better than the one that i had me yeah.
1: <laughs> so <it's> me like... <laughs> yeah and you're like fuck <laughs> off dude like i literally spent the whole movie being like god this guy is and, such and a think, piece of shit i, I hate this to. like the whole first you're part definitely supposed to Oh, you absolutely are supposed to. It's like he's playing that role of the heel, like real well. He does it so
2: masterfully. You're just like, am I supposed to root for you or the bad guy?
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then, I mean, he goes off to um, where does he go again? Is it Thailand? Uh, I I can never remember this film. I, I. It's Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Um,
2: Hong Kong. It's also
0: okay. very hard to keep up Hong with this film because it moves.
1: It Yeah. It moves a lot. So I'm like, I know it was somewhere in Asia. So he's in Hong Kong, right? And he goes to a train? Yes. Right?
2: He goes to a master because somebody he did surgery on and told had no chance of walking is up around not only walking but playing basketball. Right.
1: Playing basketball, yeah, I remember that yeah, now. Yeah, and, and that, he's and that's like, what
2: he tells him. "How?" And then he says, "I went to this place." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do that." And from there, like, I don't want to get too deep, but like, this turns into ba- <laughs> one of the trippier and just stranger, cooler. Basically, watch Marvel, every Marvel movies, movies to through me a
2: kaleidoscope, <laughs> and you get the idea.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It this was, was very, very true in comparison as. to any of the other movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the scenes is he's drinking a tea, and he's like, is this supposed to do something? And then he just gets blasted off in this spirit world.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I know, yeah, like, it's just, it's just freaking ridiculous. Um. Yeah, so I... Yeah. I really like this it, movie, and I think it anybody if you've if you skip this one for any yeah, reason, yeah, go yeah. watch it. It turned me around. I mean, it. I didn't even like Benedict. I didn't even like Benedict <laughs>
2: <from the Doctor laughs> as an
1: actor um, before I saw this movie, and then I was like, "Yeah, this oh, actually shit. made me go watch the Sherlock Holmes <laughs> series." I mean, that's yeah. a serious yeah. thing you did there, but you know, yeah, uh, it was a good movie. So, very much enjoyed Doctor Strange, and then we get. Another, I don't know. I, I see a lot of mixed Why? opinions on this one, but I really Why? enjoyed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy I mean, Volume Two. And on once again, this is, is in 2017. Oh, I've, I've had everybody except for you, Ben. Almost everybody I've talked to about this movie has been like, lo- We'll stop comparing movies. it to the first one." Yes, because it's a totally right. Thing. I I right. really loved. I really loved. No, it. I mean. I it, loved it this great. movie. I mean, all the music. Is it not is a fantastic? time you get to
2: spend with Rocket. Huh. Come on.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yandu, to me, was yes. such a breakout character in this because we basically
1: yeah.
0: had established in the first film that, you know, he's just some heartless bastard. But you start to figure out why he hung on to Peter as long as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the amazing Kurt Russell playing Ego.
2: That's just like your opinion,
1: man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh,
0: I loved. I loved Kurt Russell in this movie, especially for the fact that they joke so much. <clears throat> they joke so much about uh, David Hasselhoff in this film too.
2: Oh God! Which yes. was
0: another another funny thing. Go
2: find your David Hasselhoff. Oh yeah, that was another layer. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. So th- I liked a lot of that, and and what you mentioned about the music. Anytime I watch this movie, the moment the chain starts playing for mm. like the climatic battle sequence, I get goosebumps, man. Because oh, the use of the chain in this movie oh, man. is beyond amazing.
2: They use their music license very, oh, yeah. very well in this film. Yes, they did. It strikes every chord at the exact yeah. right moment.
1: But we finally... Oh yeah, I mean, and you get Fantastic use of Mr. Blue Sky from ELO, and you just get so many. Such a nostalgia trip at the perfect moments. Uh, And also, don't forget,
0: guys, the skin is too thick from the outside, so I must pierce it from the inside.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: that opening scene. Yeah. Just wonderful.
0: Yep. Um, We (laughs) also get a little bit of an introduction to the celestial universe in the MCU. Um, explaining why Peter Quill was able to hold the power stone with no Mm -hmm. protection in guardians of the galaxy. One, we find out that he is half celestial, which gives him amazing powers that he willingly gives up at the end of this movie. Yeah. Uh, for the greater good, which in, in this movie makes him a bigger hero than a lot of the other heroes we see in the Marvel Uh, cinematic universe.
2: Uh, I, I gotta mention this scene. Uh, earlier we had mentioned that, uh, in the first one, he's taken off Earth because his mother died and he was picked up by Yondu. Uh, but we find out that it was because of his celestial father that her, his mother died. Yep. Now, Star-Lord goes from 0 to 60 in a half second and shoots
0: And, and then the chain starts playing. Yeah. And things get uh, mad real.
2: Like, he just goes... He doesn't even blink. He hears, yeah. I ha- I hated to have to kill your mother. Boom!
0: Yeah, 0-1200, real quick. Um, we also you get, killed
2: my mother! Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love how it's not just, you killed my mother, and you broke my Walkman. Like, those two things in, in star Wars head are on the same parable at that point. <laughs> um. You also get introduced to the character Mantis, who's a big part of this film, who kind of becomes like the mascot for the Avengers, I would say. Or not the Avengers, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she kind of gets tagged along here. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, At the beginning, she's not really a whole lot, but later on, she grows on you really fast.
0: Yes. Her her interactions with Drax.
1: Yeah. Oh, those are... Oh, they're my favorite. It's like, I just... Uh, I, I love that. That's <laughs> When
2: they're about talking about maybe. Peter Quill, she puts her hand on his shoulder and starts laughing her head off. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, yes. Also
0: also love that goes, Oh, I am ugly. <laughs>
2: uh, yes.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> following uh following this movie in twenty seventeen, we have the Marvel produced is it Marvel Marvel directed but Sony released or something like that? How they phrase yeah. the Think Sony. Sony like, had to yeah, green light like...
2: through Disney, but they got pretty much everything they wanted.
0: Okay. Um we have Spider-Man Homecoming, which is Tom Holland's first feature film as Spider-Man. Uh we learn we learn a little bit more about how he gets his powers, but at this point he has also already met the, the the events of Avengers have already happened. Yeah. So it's kinda like he's like, I was this really important person, now
2: I'm getting told to step
0: back and, and be normal.
2: Not even being told to step back, just not told anything. Like yeah. we'll be in touch, basically. Yeah. The interview is done.
1: Right. So you don't you don't kind of have to get the whole long. Well, that's out, the funny uh, thing, just to
2: backtrack for a minute story. in uh, yeah. Civil War, Tony goes up to him and uh, Peter Parker's trying to give this whole story on how he got his powers and Tony Stark's just like yeah, 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 whatever. That was basically Disney saying, we don't need another rehash.
1: <laughs> we really We've yeah, had three rehashes. Like, no. We're good. Sometimes you yeah. finally learn. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. you finally learn you don't need to watch uh, no. Batman's parents die again. But... but always and forever.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> while he was forever. only in this film, can we talk about how amazing Michael Keaton was as the vulture?
2: I bought that. Oh,
1: I loved it so much. I bought that. It was such a good And can we also talk about
0: how this was the first time in a Marvel film that when they revealed the villain, I was like, did not see that coming. Holy hell. I saw it
2: coming a little bit.
0: Yeah. I saw it a little bit, but I was still
2: like, no, I wanted it to be a lie. No. Yeah. You don't see that coming if you're not paying attention to the first few minutes of the film. The first minutes. I was minutes paying of the film, full
0: attention, but his his mocha daughter was what
2: <laughs> threw me off. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: They they
3: got, they got me there. The, they yeah. did
2: very well by casting that role.
1: Oh yeah, when he walked in and then sees him, I was like, that, oh, "That's, that's no, when you just no. feel <gasps> you, all your muscles just go." Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope i'm having none of this oh yeah i mean i so i enjoyed i thought this was such a fun movie overall and they just did such a good job with all the characters um i mean even even like you know the other kids on the debate team right in in homecoming were just
2: all fantastic his buddy i keep forgetting his name his buddy had some of the best reactions in the entire film yes
0: yes (laughs) <laughs> oh
1: yes. I, yeah, his best friend. Yeah, I also liked
0: remember. how we got a little bit of Iron Man time in this movie. Yeah, and I was how really surprised Iron by that. how Iron Man oh, yeah. really I feel like this is his greatest post Iron Man three role because he's literally yeah, being like definitely. I don't want you to be me, yes. I want you to be better than me. So really being that father right. to Peter that Peter doesn't have.
2: And the father that he didn't have.
0: Exactly, and like I don't know. Anytime you want to, you want to act like a parent in a film, like it immediately pulls up my heartstrings. He especially when we so fantastic. Yes, especially after we've seen what Iron Man himself has gone through, and he's just trying mm-hmm. to save Peter from those well, growing
2: pains. The best line in that entire film, and I have to say it: uh, Peter's like, "I am nothing without that suit." When Tony's saying, "No, give it to me now." And Tony's like, if you're nothing without the suit, you didn't deserve to have it in the first place. Or something along those lines. It it was such a powerful moment to get, oh, it, he's kind of got a point. If you don't feel like you're anything without it, what good are you?
0: Right. Which, it It, which it all comes full circle by the end, it, of, it uh, really end of the movie. It really does. And
2: he earns that suit back. He definitely earns it by Still taking on a task above his uh, punching level and winning.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I also love the uh, the MJ nod. Yes,
0: without the without um, redoing the MJ story I, for the seventh time. Without yeah. without or, heavy
1: handing it, they had her portray or such without a, going the Gwen like, route. I, I fucking cracked yeah. up every time she was on screen. Yeah, yeah. No, she just her character. She did so good, yeah. <laughs> like with with that role of just being too good for you, yeah. but but and, also being. And there also, all the, time. Um, the way they closed so this
0: out with the chance for Spider Man to be oh, the Scarlet that. Spider, <laughs> and he's like, nah, I just want to be no, a normal kid spider. from birth. Iron Spider. I just want to be a kid." I just want to be a normal kid for yeah. right now. And they're like, oh God, what do we do for their press conference? And Tony's like, I got an idea. You still got that ring I gave <laughs> you like ten years ago?
2: <laughs> no, it the it was uh, No, I'm good. And he Tony's like, Alright, see you later. And Peter's like, That was a test, right? Yep, totally a test. Nobody behind that door.
3: And yep. then
1: that's sure like what yeah, are we gonna exactly. do? here, catch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, fantastic. I was so happy that this Spider-Man and I am... was good after yep. we had oh, so bad And nice then
0: Spider-Man. in 2017 really kept the year rolling for the MCU. It with did. With Thor, did. Ragnarok, also known as... Yeah, this was the reason I decided this was to go back and watch Also, Thor finds his frat bro roots, and we're yes. here <laughs> for all of it. Yes, he does. Yes.
1: Oh you So much.
0: This is a film I really like. I want to talk about it a lot, but I don't because I want people to watch this without without our taint on it. If that makes oh. any sense, without like, basic. Our, our, <laughs> our let me summarize
2: it. this entire movie. They accept that the MCU is balls to the wall crazy. That there are things in there that they're just yeah, gonna they, have to go accept
1: it or don't have so, fun. Right. I'll. Just to, like for anybody who's played video games, it's like how Saints Row One tried to be GTA, and then by Saints Row Two, they yeah, pretty yeah, much basically, out. we're doing our much. own thing, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna do our own thing so <laughs> yeah. fucking hard. They, yeah. they accept the fact it.
2: that they've got a god of thunder <laughs> fighting a green angry man in an arena yeah. on a planet that should technically not exist. They just and, go have fun. Yeah,
0: and Jeff Goblin.
2: <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, and, and, and Kate Jeff Blanchett, <laughs> and, and
0: we do get Kate, Kate Blanchett as Hella. I know. Um, I have who, to
2: hand it to her. Her yes. role in that, she enjoyed every minute. She of it. murdered you it. It, it was,
0: it was beautiful. Um, like I said, this, I, I know since we're not going to talk about it a whole lot because I really want people to watch this film with their own eyes. Mm-hmm. This is really the probably the best Marvel film in Phase Three.
2: Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Uh, I'd agree with... Uh, well, yeah, aside I'd, from I'd, Infinity War... but
1: one of the best. But
2: Infinity War is a different note. So I'm not going to yeah. put them on the same yeah. game field, basically.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's really good. And there's also another great use of music licensing in this film. Yeah.
2: As well. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. uh, just, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you have seen it, watch it, it, watch it again.
0: If you're going to watch Do, it on Netflix, make sure you hurry up before yeah. Disney Plus comes
2: out. Yeah. It... No. <laughs> it's come, that's yeah, coming definitely. soon, people. Yeah, Be aware.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, we roll into 2018 and we get uh, Black Panther. Uh, so Chad Boswick finally getting his solo film. Uh, we mm-hmm. get to see how amazing the world of Wakanda is. I know there was a lot of back and forth with people with this movie. I don't really want to get into some of the more arrogant people in this world that, that view things that way. Yeah. The character that made this movie for me was Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger
2: He did really well as a yeah. bad guy. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Also like, Michael B. Jordan dead. in general is an amazing actor. Go he watch. Is. Go watch Creed. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> yes. But uh the the dynamic you have in this, uh, I really feel like it's a movie where I think you, I think every child goes through it at some point in their life, where they have to see their father through different eyes. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, you see your father as someone who can do no wrong. And in this movie, you know that's the way. And it that really t- played
2: that angle. Yeah,
0: and that's the way T'Challa felt about his father for so long, until you have Killmonger well, come along and you realize, you know, T'Challa his- and
2: Killmonger both. They both had that same revelation in different ways.
0: Yeah. Like T'Challa
2: accepted the fact that his father wasn't a saint.
0: Yeah, but it Uh, took him forever to accept that.
2: Yes, yes, yes. But when he did, he was finally able to overcome whatever issues he had. Whereas Killmonger, he just constantly latched on. He did not understand that maybe some of the things his father wanted weren't always right. Right, and I feel like they were always just one step away from understanding each other.
0: Yes, yes, and also we have two Tolkien white guys in this. (laughs) Um, With
2: I remember that with Andy
0: Andy Circus playing Ulysses Claw again, and Martin Freeman as I cannot remember his character name in Uh, there, but he was a retired Air Force pilot. I remember that. So right whatever. I just I remember yeah. the act. one of the few times I remember the actor name, not the character name. Yeah. So let me let me um, have this. No, let I'm, me have this. am just saying. Um, um and,
2: and, Andy Circus though, he he enjoyed that role way too much. <laughs>
0: I wanted he, more Andy he, Circus in my life and they didn't give it to I, me and it makes me sad.
2: They killed him off They could have got an entire new movie out of him. Just just by him alone, have a villain film. Yeah. I would have watched that.
0: Yep. Um I know we have a release order going on here. So I guess we're just gonna keep plugging along with it, right. even though uh, yeah, we're just gonna just gonna go
1: I I, I, I mean we can we I can, can I do and I don't I let's mean, just
0: keep going with how they've released it so that we don't confuse people. Um, your next film that comes out right. is I mean, Infinity War, which is another Avengers film. Yeah. Um, that has really—I mean—I think this is the film that has had everyone on edge, and everyone is waiting for the 26th mm-hmm. for Endgame uh, to come out because this.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I have. Yeah, long lucky, as long
0: as lucky dog. Yeah, yeah. I was
2: gonna say, <laughs> had I known.
0: The only I mean, thing I, I have been waiting level, for, the only thing I have waited. been waiting for longer than in game is season eight of Game of Thrones at this point. <laughs> which by the time you hear this, I will be watching it. So don't worry; yeah. at least one wait is over. Um, <laughs> the yeah. opening, the opening of this but, film, where you have Thor, uh, oh, Hulk, and Loki basically get the shit kicked out of them
2: uh, by Thanos I, I really and his cronies. have Cronus. to go into this. I well, that's fine.
0: To. That's fine. But you have Hulk get the shit kicked out of him by Thanos. Once you see that, I feel like that sets the uh, entire tone yeah, for the it, movie.
2: And it it does three things. And like you said, they just start with the Hulk Fighting Thanos, so it automatically gets the question out of the way who would win the fight? It just opens up, and you. And it's beautiful that Loki is the one who says, We have a Hulk, and just bows as the Hulk comes and clobbers him in the face. And then Thanos just is like, No, everybody stand back, let me handle this. As the fight progresses, you're like, Okay, Thanos is. Not winning here what's going on and then all of a sudden the tables turn and the hulk starts losing in a fair fight the hulk has never lost a fair fight he gets scared as hell because he's like who is this guy who can beat me the one thing that everybody needs to understand about the hulk is that the hulk yes he's super strong but that's an understatement He has literally no upper limit on his strength. Uh,
0: The angrier he gets, the stronger he gets.
3: But he can't just get angry. He's
2: he's kind of like a super, like a Saiyan from Dragon Ball Z. If he gets back up, he's gonna get back up stronger. So him being afraid takes him out of the rest of the film and no longer lets that question be asked. You can no longer ask who would win because the Hulk isn't coming out. He's afraid. He does not want to go up against Thanos again, because, like I said, he has never lost a fight. So mm. for him, this is a maddening proposition.
0: Indeed, and it also led to a lot of fan theories that we're not going to go into. Um, but, but like I said, with this happening early on, it establishes Thanos as a guy that we're definitely going to need the Avengers to assemble. Mm-hmm on this one and we never get a point in this film where everyone is together at the same time. Um, it's, it's kind of,
1: no, yeah, yeah you it's like kind small of a divide groups, and right? divide and conquer thing. together. The yeah,
0: interactions, we two
2: main groups.
0: Yeah, yeah. The interactions we get between Thor and the guardians of the galaxy are incredible. <laughs>
2: He's like an angel. Yes. I love that
1: so much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everything about You that are boy. Is... This is a man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so
0: I love those interactions. We learn a lot more about Gamora and Nebula with their their past with Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally have a point where all of the Infinity Stones have been introduced at this point. We forgot to mention Doctor Strange had the time stone. Yeah. So, let's go back. We'll mention yes. that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange had time stone. stone. Um, so, we finally <laughs> have a point where everything is brought together. Um, Thanos basically is gaining unlimited power, and there isn't a single even grouping of the Avengers that can stop him, it seems.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. hmm Yeah. The the thing that I take from this movie, the scene where Thor with his new Stormbreaker mortally wounds Thanos, mm-hmm. and we get the classic line of "You should have gone you for the have head." Gone to the head, yeah. And then we get the biggest moment in Marvel history with the snap. Uh, yeah, basically what the snap is Thanos whole goal through his entire life. What has been building through all of these movies is he sees that the universe is basically going to eat itself out of existence. Uh, yeah. He sees famine and death everywhere because of lack of resources. So how do you solve a lack of resources eliminate half of the galactic population? And that's exactly what the snap does and yeah, it okay. shows no distinguishing factors between who it eliminates so we lose a lot of members from these movies that we've seen um
1: right there, there's too
0: many there's too many to list well, but the the one to me that is the saddest is when you have to see tony deal with the fat oh that, god that uh, made me cry I,
1: no no i don't I'm, I'm going to cry Mr. again no Stark. don't do it and, and here is the... No. Oh, it makes it uh, just so yeah. sad. Are, are you about to talk about the fact that
0: of all the characters that died, they didn't know it was happening, but since Spider-Man has Spidey senses, he was freaking out. He knew before he it knew. was happening. Yeah. And was freaking out about it. Because there was nothing uh, he could do about
2: it. And, and the directors even it said just, the reason so he was able to stay the longest is because he had the most willpower on of all of them. And that just, oh my god, why? Why must you make me cry?
1: And, oh! Yeah, it's hard to list everybody, but it's a lot of, like, anybody who was kind uh, of secondary, right, to some of the original
2: characters. Peter and Groot were the two saddest, in my opinion. Because the the last word that uh, Groot was confirmed to say was dad, to Rocket. You didn't oh, know that. Oh God! Yeah, that. No. that's what makes it so tragic. Yeah. He. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna make myself cry again. Uh, but a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. Um, Tom Holland didn't know what was going on with that scene until he was told two seconds before they were t- saying "roll."
0: Because they can't say anything to Tom no, Holland because he tells no. everyone. <laughs> He will spoil it. Uh, he spoiled
2: the <laughs> movie poster before it came out uh, in, in a live yeah. stream he was doing. He's like, yeah. I got this box. Right, let oh, me see no. what the box says. Ooh, it says, uh, uh, see, this poster looks nice. Let me read the letter. Yeah. Don't show this to anybody. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he has a really nasty <laughs> head of uh, Breaking yeah. things to people that weren't meant to be broken. <laughs> so, so he he's
0: not he's not allowed to know what's happening anymore.
2: He he's um, handed the script no. on set the day it's supposed to be done.
0: He's not handed a script, he's handed his lines. That's
2: right. That's right.
0: He, he's he's handed his lines. Um but, but we have this very <laughs> yeah. deep, very, very tough uh, to deal yeah. with movie. Um the the in uh, credit scene we must be aware of is oh, uh Nick that's... Fury pulling out yeah. ancient 90s technology
2: called a pager
0: Ca- yeah, called a pager
2: that
1: pager that
0: mysteriously looks like the symbol for a certain captain of marvels that we will deal with in a few moments um, <laughs> that is definitely one of the scenes to take away from yes. and then the other one is we see a glimpse of Ant-Man at the very end of this um, which is I was interested in how they did the timing in these two movies
2: yeah, cuz I it was feel really like, weird.
0: Yeah, I feel like Ant-Man and the Wasp should have came out first, but when you ge-
2: Yeah, but when it you definitely feels like it should have come out. First.
0: scene for Ant-Man and the Wasp. You're like, that's why it didn't come out first. Yeah. So, in, in Ant-Man I feel and, like
2: they could have gone with a different uh different end card there. It, may- maybe
0: it makes sense to me now that I've seen it all.
2: It does, but it still feels like it Cheapens Infinity War a little bit.
0: I, I will say I don't want to say it cheapens Infinity War, but but we'll get to that in just a second. Let, no, let, I said let, it
2: feels, but yeah. that's just my feeling.
0: But so in <laughs> Ant Man versus the Wasp, we have Ant Man who is basically under house arrest for the events of the first Ant Man. Uh, you have Hank Pym, and you have Hope becoming the Wasp. With Hank Pym, they're basically still conducting research, trying to find uh Hope's mother who has been lost in the quantum realm for how many years at this point? Like 30 something years.
2: Yeah. Yes. But what they're
0: discovering is since Scott was able to hit this subatomic realm and make it back, he is somehow locked in mentally with, um, Hank's wife who is played by Michelle Pfeiffer Drawing a blank on the character name. It is usually the exact opposite of this, is it not, Andy? <laughs> I can you, um, I can usually remember a character yep. name or not. But so you you have this film take place that basically establishes that there are, even within our universe or subatomic realms and different different areas that are perceived. So, it opens up some really weird things for the, the universe in that aspect, I feel like. Um, you also have, I love the back and forth between Pym and his professor that was played by Lawrence Fishburne talking about the Hercules Project where they talk about being Giant Man instead of Ant-Man. I thought that was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, yeah. I I I really enjoyed Lawrence Fishburne's portion of this, and also Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, character. Janet. Was Janet, Janet. Janet Van Dyne. Van
0: Dyne. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yep. There we go.
1: Yep. It was Janet. So I I also thought this was a great one, and I'm glad that I uh, I made sure to actually I actually watched this one before Infinity War, but then I didn't watch the that, end credit scene. On yeah, that's Ben's probably the best. I went back and watched it after infinity war and when, and and, and (gasps) that's the
0: thing, the two interlocking end sequences here. So for you guys that don't know, as we talked about the snap, Ant-Man is trying to collect these subatomic particles. He needs people outside to help him. The snap occurs while he is in the quantum realm, but the three people, the Janet, Hank, and, um, hope are the ones that are supposed to pull him out. They don't exist. They have been snapped out of existence. They're gone, yes. so he's yes. stuck there. So he's there. stuck God. there. Oh. But when we go back to our end trailer, our end scene credit in Infinity War, he just rolls up in a van. So Ant-Man no, that's has... That's in
2: the trailer. In the trailer. For yeah.
0: No, no, it's the end sequence for Infinity War. It's it's Is the it in second the end, end credit scene for Infinity, scene War, for
2: Infinity really? War. Oh, then I must have missed that. Yeah. No, I
1: watched I them both, that. but... I'd...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you get what that. I'm saying here. I
1: believe you.
0: I knew I knew Ant-Man was going to yeah, be yeah. a part of... Um,
2: yeah, there's a bunch uh, of uh, theories uh, going around about how useful he's going to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God, let's not get on that one. <laughs> um, but So you have all these internet interconnected events, and we have all this going on now. Um, and then we kind of get a, a movie that is definitely out of sequence for what we've seen so far but a movie that had to be made to make sense um we get captain marvel and
1: yes we do a movie that we had a previous we, podcast we did
0: about. we did
1: but yes. in general yes. not about the actual
0: oh uh, we have Brie Larson as of, up, of course captain marvel or Carol Danvers or Vers however you want to refer to her um, we get a young Nick Fury and Agent Coulson in this film.
2: A- he, agent Coulson is agent only in it so for good. like two minutes. In Whatever.
0: He, he, he's there and his yeah. two minutes yeah. in there it means everything to know why him and Nick Fury <laughs> are like the best buddy cops that have ever existed.
2: They, yes. they do need no, a buddy cop true. show or movie or something. A a
0: yes. Um, we learn how Nick Fury loses his eyeball.
2: I, uh, I, 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 I gotta <laughs> say that is the weakest point of the entire film for me it, <laughs> it really just irks me on that one it, it really <laughs> cheapens the, the whole eye thing it really does
0: I mean getting your eye gouged out by an intergalactic pocket dimension it, is kind of badass
2: yeah but it also retcons a little bit
0: I mean whatever <laughs>
2: you you
0: knew it was going to have to happen at some point. Um, I
2: wish it would have happened differently. Is all I'm
1: saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, but so you yeah. got obviously you got Brie Larson, you got that fantastic, uh, fantastic de aging on another it. amazing soundtrack have,
0: of nothing but yes, '90s music.
1: Fantastic '90s soundtrack, and it's so good. And they know how, they do it just so well, um, every every bit of it. Like I felt, I've heard people complaining about the music and like when things hit and it didn't sync up enough, da da da. But I, I loved every second of it. Yeah, I love. And also, yeah, and also, goose. Goose, <laughs> uh, goose yeah. is so good.
0: I love the blockbuster throwback. I love the Radio Shack throwback things from. I know my childhood that I'll never see again and oh, yes. never have anymore. Uh, There's just,
2: like two blockbusters left in existence.
0: There is one now.
2: Oh, that's right. The one in Australia closed.
0: Um, I'm a huge fan of 90s music, so like this movie captured the <laughs> 90s really well. Yeah,
2: same. It, it was the 90s for you.
0: And I love the line of the douchey motorcyclist being like, you'd look better if you smile. Because just like that...
1: That pseudo
0: shot at culture was amazing to me and how they played off of it. Um, I I love all the scenes where it's basically Captain Marvel finding out she's basically been fighting with her hands tied behind her back because they're scared of her power.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and... I mean I thought Brie Larson killed it in this role. As much as some people want to complain
0: about after... her role as Captain Marvel,
1: oh people wanted to people wanted this movie to be bad and I think yeah, a lot of Yeah, her facial mad,
0: expressions but... <laughs> sold it. Her body language sold it. Yeah. Um the delivery of all of her lines sold it. Just everything she did sold this movie. Um I think I told you after seeing this movie Because of the uproar over Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel having a female lead, everybody was in an uproar about it. I told you after seeing this movie, if it had been a male lead, I would not have cared. Because I would have been watching the Captain America story 2.0. That's
1: the thing. It wouldn't have resonated like like it did. And it worked. And I think it would have just... Yeah, I think it just would have been like scenes and, uh, recycled How, how content, about that Jude Law? Um to pump out another movie. How about that Jude Law? Oh, so good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I said, I was I was happy with basically everything they did with this movie. I didn't really have any any real complaints about and, this and one.
0: Other than the eye issue, did you have any complaints about this one, uh Chris?
1: Uh,
2: I personally felt it was lacking. It just felt middle of the road for me.
0: It was your typical origin story, and I feel like Ant Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel had the very uh unenvious task of following Infinity War. I feel like the only
1: Yeah, that's why I almost feel like this this comes out in a different order like if it could've, right? And and I don't I think it would have felt differently for some people because it it, it was following like two really big Marvel movies. I do
0: think Captain America... Yeah, I do think Captain America... Or Sorry, Captain Marvel does need to follow Infinity War because of the end scene uh, with Nick Fury. I felt like Ant-Man and the Watch should have definitely come before, though. So, I mean, that's that's where we are uh, through Phase 3 at the moment. Um... I think they do call that the end of Phase Three. I believe uh, uh, Endgame is going to start what they're calling the beginning of Phase Four. And the only right. movies we have—I'm just saying—that are officially announced um, are Avengers: Endgame and Spider-Man: Far From Home. We do mm-hmm. know of another Guardians movie that's going to be coming out, but we have no timetable on its release because of yeah. the directly the director musical chair that is being played. With that film
2: Yeah, at they the got moment. James Gunn back, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm I'm pretty hopeful for what James Gunn can do, pull yep. off with three.
0: Yep. So with everything we've talked about and all the movies and everything we've mentioned, what are your hopes for Endgame and the MCU going forward? And uh, let's start with Chris. I
2: I really want to see either uh, Cap or Tony to be the one to deliver the death blow. Because I I feel like both of them think that this is their mess to clean up. Especially Tony. Uh, in Infinity War, there's a moment where Thanos and Tony speak. And Thanos is like... Uh, he basically says, I know who you are, Stark. And Stark's like... He's amazed by this. Thanos says, I like you, I'm cursed with knowledge. And that just encapsulates perfectly everything that has been building up for the character of Iron Man. He's a guy who can't say no to a fight when he knows he can help. So I don't think either Cap or Iron Man will be satisfied until they know Thanos is no longer a threat. Uh, I, I think that they need to really capitalize on that for this movie. Especially because we've spent 10 years with these characters. We have grown attached. And this is going to be their last movie for a lot of them. And we know at least one of them is going to die off. So we got to give them a good send-off. Uh, that's my main hope in the, all of this.
0: Okay, so You just want to make sure that they've got a... A successful close and a good launch pad for the next phase.
1: Mm-hmm. And okay, right? Yeah, you can't. After so many films, you can't. You can't let it close off on like a. And, uh, uh, a low yeah. note. So my hope, as well, is that they they kind of yeah. hit it out of the park here. And like you said, I do want to see Tony Stark kind of get well, that um, get yeah. that redemption right after everything that he went through there in Infinity War. And I just want to see him kind of kind of get his his time to shine because even in the trailer, he's kind of you defeated. know he's floating in space. <laughs> he's defeated and, and, it, it's and sad.
2: Here's a... <laughs> good uh, potential setup for the next uh uh captain marvel movie is thanos could use the glove to sap some of her power and she has to figure out a we- way to regain it so that way she can be a help to the scroll in the next movie i i think that would be a good setup for the next captain right. marvel movie to uh, really give us a good push in that direction
0: well, I mean, the, the, uh, for me, when it, when it comes to Endgame, you know, we already know we're going to be there for three hours and two minutes, and <laughs> I want to make sure movie. I want to make sure that when <laughs> I walk out, I don't feel like I did when I walked out of Infinity War.
2: Oh, the depression.
0: Yeah, I don't want that feeling. I don't like that feeling when I leave I movies. Don't.
1: So you want to end? I want to end on happy, happy,
0: or at least. A victory, even if it's it, a bittersweet it, victory, I I want it. I want to walk out being like, "That sucks," but uh, but it, but at least <laughs> the good guys came out on the better end of it.
2: Since I've been playing Sekiro a lot, sorry Ben. Uh, yeah, just you you
0: just quick, you've just been dying I, a lot, and you need uh, you die a
2: lot. But the moment you defeat a boss, it isn't like yeah, it's this feeling of who resolution.
0: Yeah, done. resolution is what I want. That's a good way to put it. Um, and, and just to make sure that wh- whichever characters are left standing at the end of it, that they still do a good job of carrying on the MCU forward because it's become such a big part of... Mm-hmm. It's become such a big part of, I mean, really of pop culture over the past decade. You um, I mean, you've had kids that saw this when they were 10 years old. They're going into their 20s now. That, oh, you know, me. this this has been what they've grown up on. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you're going to keep it going or just keep it going strong, don't, don't yeah. start slacking.
2: Especially since three of the major cast are just done after this. Like, yeah. we know for a fact that Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, and Robert Downey, their contracts are done. They're no longer contracted
1: for anything. Yeah, yet. and I think... Yeah,
0: they're... but we all know that you can write a new contract.
2: Right. You can...
1: But you can Robert write a Downey new contract. If any, if the WWE has taught us anything, yeah. is that if you make uh, money, I know you get for a, a new Robert
2: Downey is done. <laughs> he's he's said definitively he will not take up the role again. And Chris Evans, he's leaving to right. do other things, mostly in radio, I believe. Uh, I think he wants to do his own thing there. Chris Hemsworth, he could probably come back. Uh, I could see him returning as uh, Thor, Odin's son. I don't on. think I
0: need another Thor movie, but I would love no, to see no. more Thor cameos no. in, like Guardians of the Galaxy. I, or I'm something sorry, like
2: Valkyrie. That. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: Have a Valkyrie movie?
0: Mm. I don't think we need. Any, I don't think we need any. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we need any more a a
1: characters. You you know, got... Yeah, I'm. I'm just excited to see him as the legendary agent H. In <laughs> yes, the International there we list. go. That's, that's all I'm excited uh, about.
0: So I mean, and also, so so this is something <laughs> I wanted to get into because we've talked a lot about the movies. There's a lot of subplots that we didn't get into. Um, are there any other, other than the major characters? Any characters that are your favorites that had you know plots? that kind of get overlooked in the big overarching story of the MCU. Um, and I know I was going to start with myself, but let me go ahead and hand the floor to you, Andy. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, fairy characters and plots. All right. Um, man, that's yeah, a lot. There's so many. specifically but, mentioned side um, characters. I, I think I... I th- yeah, yeah. So, definitely... Um, Doctor Strange was probably uh, one of my favorite uh, side side weirdnesses of of MCU, as well as um, Ant Man, right? As well and Spider Man. Those are those are my tops for me as far as the the side I mean, things.
0: I wouldn't call any of them side things because they they had their own feature film movie.
1: Right, right. No, I know, but the more, I guess the more right. different, different movies, um, those are, that's where I think those characters shined in their individual movies, um, more than they get to, obviously in the, in the big, let's throw everybody in the same
0: movie right. together in And Chris, same question to you, what are your, what, what is your favorite character or plot that was in the MCU that we may not have talked about so far?
2: I really want to see what they do with Scarlet Witch. I think she has a good enough background, especially with her on-again, off-again hatred of Tony, that they could build something really fantastic off of that. They could make a movie on just her becoming more powerful in what she does. Uh, Yes, we've seen a lot of low-level witchcraft with her, but she could probably get on par, if not uh, supersede, uh, Doctor Strange.
0: Well, I mean, we already see her overpower Vision at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, who who is established as a very strong hero? Yeah. Very early on, once he becomes a hero.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, uh, really, for me, the the one that always sticks out there. I'm a huge fan of Don Cheadle as War Machine. Ooh. He yeah. He's always oh, been go. that like outskirt character. That's really he's been Tony Stark's voice of reason. Hmm. In a world of crazy, and then you know, even the setback he suffers in Civil War, it doesn't stop him. He keeps moving forward, um, just like the never give up mentality. And yeah. I, I really like that with with Cheadle. And then I also huge fan of, of course, Happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what they do. With oh God, and, right? Um, no, far that's...
0: from home. Yeah, yeah. I want to see yeah. more of him. He just kind of he's always there. He's always there, and, and it's kind of been an interesting little character that right. keeps. Uh, yeah,
1: oh, I, I've loved his character, and we we talked a lot about our thoughts about Endgame, but I don't think we. Said well, anything it's because about far of, from I
0: Home. I didn't really want to talk and... about Far From Home because it's <laughs>
1: all right, all right. It's too far
2: away.
0: Uh, well, not necessarily too far <laughs> away, but there's not really a buildup for Far From Home because we need to know how Endgame ends before we can really. Oh, yeah. yeah. Endgame Put a perspective really on Far the, From Home.
1: That's fair.
3: Yeah.
0: And also, this is coming out the week that, that Endgame is coming out not far from home. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's true. Yeah. This is all Endgame. Um, all hey, this
0: endgame, was something, as we were discussing this topic, that me and Andy kind of came up with and wanted to get your opinion on it. The impact that Marvel has had on cinema, we we talked about it a bit last week, when uh, or the other week, when we released our podcast for the DC Extended Universe. Um, how these shared universe films have become so popular and such big money makers at the box office when done right. But with all these movies that we just talked about, do you feel like there's some superhero movie burnout going on? Like,
2: um, For me, the answer is that depends. Because, we, well, <laughs> here's the thing. DC, we know the mess that that is. They're still stumbling, but I think they're finding their footing. Gotcha. so good. It, beautiful film. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Anyway, uh, Marvel, it it's gotten a little formulaic, but I think if they allow themselves to deviate like they did with Winter Soldier and Ant-Man, they can still keep the superhero movie while being fresh. If they stagnate too much to uh, basically the lowest common denominator with you know your generic uh hit the bad guy till they're done moving films it's gonna burn it's gonna definitely burn a lot of people out so uh, like i said it's a that depends answer Yeah, they I have mean, I don't you know. I... Throughout the entire Marvel universe, es- right?
1: They've had enough content to have kept people in, right? So we uh, say that
2: there's this needs to be mentioned, especially since they just got Fox, yeah, Fox Entertainment. Now oh, yeah. they have yeah, the exactly. mutants, and like they can do what they need
1: to do, right? Yeah, I'm really excited to see what because you know, happens with that, but they're I rebooting mean, we, we... that. They are oh, yeah. hitting the reboot button on the X-Men universe Definitely. hard. 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 But we talk about, right, the uh, the burnout. And, and I don't think there's been any yet, right? No, because it... these movies keep bringing people in. They keep killing it in the box office. Well, even though you'll still have people right, right before one of these comes out being like, Oh, are we sick much of the Marvel Infinity universe War yet? And in? no, obviously they're not. I, I think
0: that. I think what I you said hit smell. the nail on the head. I think if there is superhero burnout at the at the box office, it's not with the Marvel yeah. films. It is with the fact that when we get a yeah. we get a weekend that a Marvel film's coming out, either the weekend before or the weekend after we're getting some other superhero movie that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Um like you know, we had we had Captain Marvel.
1: <laughs> right. Sure. We had
0: Captain Marvel come out and then what was it? 2 2 weeks later that we had or no it was the month after sorry it wasn't 2 weeks a month later we have Shazam, Shazam which Shazam was a great film but if I hadn't I it, yeah I like to go see films like that when they come out because I don't want it to get spoiled for me I need to see them with fresh eyes um so that's why I went and saw it when it right. when I did wouldn't normally be one like cuz I didn't see Aquaman in theaters I waited I waited a while to see Aquaman and same for Wonder yeah, Woman that-
2: that's that's probably your yeah. best bet
0: but because of how much i enjoyed aquaman i decided to give shazam a theater shot mm-hmm. so and after watching nope and after watching i mean you didn't man apocalypse i'll probably give dark phoenix a theater shot um but but shot, at the same though. time i can definitely see where if you're going to keep doing superhero movies people need to be aware so yeah you're talking about I, I, some just a simple number for you, but over two billion dollars in box office for Infinity War, and yeah, that, almost any Marvel film that has come out has hit the billion dollar.
2: Uh, I think Captain Marvel is the only one that hasn't lately. Captain Marvel and Ant Man and the Wasp two.
0: Are you sure ideal. Captain
2: Marvel hasn't cleared that yet? Uh,
1: okay, it hit the one billion. Yeah, actually, one. I'm sorry now. Yeah, it's one 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 billion. Yeah, one point zero yeah. four zero billion. When I loaded the page, yeah. it had the updated. So, okay, number. so that did so, just. Hit yeah, that no, more. it's definitely. So, while we say there's burnout, I don't think it affects. It, there, you know, there might be some the call some, of duty some lingering of burnout, but I don't think it affects. When, right, it doesn't affect the Marvel movies though. It seems like more it affects anything else that comes like yeah. Ben's talking about. Right, you get Shazam coming out after Captain yeah. Marvel and right before. Um, right before um, uh, Endgame, right? So you have that, that in the middle, like, am I going to go see this? Because I'm about to go see three hours of superheroes. Like, do I care to go see this? It'll be interesting to see how that performs. And also going forward with DC looking like they're still kind of hitting pedal to the metal on continuing <laughs> a lot of films. I, I hope um, they're hitting their stride. That, you know, maybe we do or don't need. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what that's going to have. And like I said, this doesn't impact the Marvel movies because people who, in, in my mind, I'd be surprised enjoy Marvel movies, they're still the ones telling me that, you know, they just bought their ticket weeks early, right, for Endgame, and well, and uh, that, that I'm doesn't gonna be, slow down. What's going to be interesting seems, so. to
2: me is what happens to the movie, Mar- or to the Marvel series after Endgame, because for a lot of people, it, it's going to be like, like I said, that moment of, uh, of resolution, where you just like, okay, it's done we have seen the ultimate basically and i wonder if we're not going to start seeing a drop off on attendance we might Uh, i don't think we will but i'm just going from the perspective of a lot of people going okay a lot of my favorite characters are just dropping off like flies Uh, what i don't really have any more connection beyond this so you may see a dip, but I don't think it will be a permanent dip.
1: Yeah, and Ben, I guess, you know, we've been talking a lot. What are you, what are you thinking a little bit about this besides... I would about say,
0: you've kind of hit, hit almost all the points already. I do think what you'll see... Fair. I think you will see some drop off depending on how they begin Phase 4. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to have a lot of people that view...
1: Um, there, yeah, I'm really interested. You're gonna there have a lot
0: of people use forward. this as the ending for the, them, yeah. anyway.
2: There's, it's a very, it's gonna be very easy to burn a lot of people if you do not end this movie right. It, it could ripple through the rest of the MCU if they don't end it right. Whatever that is, uh, I hope I am confident that the Russo brothers who directed. Uh, my favorite Marvel movie, both of them, uh, Winter Soldier and Infinity War. I have enough confidence to say that they're going to do the fans justice, uh, especially the fans that have been sticking out ten years,
1: almost eleven now. Ben, do you have a? Uh, do you have anything else? I mean, I this? don't. I think
0: we've kind of already. already said it wherever we whatever we've needed to say it's we're super excited about of course (laughs) these films we believe i i definitely believe that as a shared universe this is definitely be one of the best put together franchises with the most Mm -hmm. forethought that has ever been put into a cinematic undertaking i don't i don't think we have kevin feige to thank for that yes Uh, and i think that's been one of the biggest things we've got one person me the idea, making sure that everybody's pieces line up where they need to. and
2: Yeah, basically he's saying, here's the bullet points. As long as we hit those bullet points, we're good. Uh, which I think has really helped plan everything out.
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's a... Pretty awesome undertaking. Looking at the scope of it all and and how long ten, it stretched and continued to stay successful. That's, that's a long time to plan yeah. for something. And and keep people interested.
2: Yeah, <laughs> especially among the so. uh, side stuff of uh, Agents of Shield, um, Cloak and Dagger. Right. It, yeah, there's I mean, we didn't an even, entire didn't even side universe. The, the well, TV the TV version this, doesn't right. affect anything that the movie versions do. They, they are totally right, right, unaffected. Yeah, no, doesn't. And we could go into a whole other thing about the Netflix series. But that that is literally <laughs> an entire thing in and of itself at this point.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I just I think I think that's about all we can awesome. say. We could continue to beat this uh this dead horse, but uh Yeah. I think if you haven't watched these films and you've listened to this go back and and watch them i i think there's there's something for everyone in Definitely. In, in this series and then get hyped because we are coming <laughs> to the end of an era this uh this should be releasing on that's the 20 that's exactly
2: what it feels like too
0: yep. this, this uh this will be releasing on the 21st uh you will have in-game releasing either Thursday the 25th depending on where you're showing are or the twenty-six yeah, for the most right. part, um, for everyone else. So, yeah, you're not going to catch up in time, probably, uh, to watch all they these started, films.
2: If I think if they started today, yeah. they could make it through. Uh, I'm
1: not kidding. You've got hours <laughs> you could, of content to watch.
3: You've
2: like got 40. ten <laughs> years
1: worth of movies. And and just know, like any any Marvel movie, if you don't see it within like the first three days yeah. it's probably um, yeah basically
2: hop off social media the day before uh, and stay off until yeah, you have to just not just internet. stay off until you're uh you've watched it because otherwise you're going to have something spoiled and you're not going to be happy
1: correct yeah that good old spoil culture <laughs> that we'll discuss nope. at a later date that sounds like a fun conversation
0: yeah It happens all the time.
2: Oh, it'll happen.
0: So, Chris, thank you for taking some time out of your day to be on here with us.
2: Anytime,
1: Uh, man.
0: uh, Definitely enjoyed your input there, and I think anytime we have anything comic or nerd-related, you'll definitely now be our go-to resident nerd, we'll call you. Definitely. Um, Do you have... You don't have... Well, excuse me, anything you're trying to pimp out or anything like... uh, No,
2: I'm not a... I don't have the social media presence or anything like that. mm -hmm. I just... You beckon for a nerd and I appear.
0: Alright. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Alright, awesome.
2: Not a problem. Well guys. yeah, thanks, Many Chris. I
1: appreciate you you joining and Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Alright, and thank you guys for listening once again. Check us out on Twitter at TYTBTO or at our website, podcast.toyoung to old, where you can find all the ways to listen and contact us and ben no matter when you're listening to
0: this today whether it be morning noon or night enjoy the rest of your day and can't wait to talk to y'all again later